Yes, people, what's going on is episode 236 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? You may think I'm sounding a bit subdued. It's not subdued, it's just because it's, what, uh, 11.40, 20 to midnight on a Sunday. Um, I'm in the kitchen recording. Also, the reason I'm talking in this particular way is because of my lip. Basically, I spent a few hours in A&E, um, went to football. Um, one by the way, that's all that really matters. Went off for a header, got smashed in the mouth, and I've split my lip on the inside. So I've got like a, I'd say a gash that's about an inch long. And then when I, you know, crunch my lip together, you know, just move my lip, it then becomes probably half a centimetre whole, or half a centimetre centimetre whole pretty deep in my lip um, I've got no stitches because the hospital told me we'd only do stitches if the hole went right through your face as in it needed to go from inside to outside that's the only time they'd uh, give stitches but because it hasn't they said uh, inside of the mouth injuries they heal very well so <clears throat> give it a week or two I was like, okay, avoid eating hot food and spice food. I was like, okay, I can't just avoid eating hot food for two weeks. Um, I mean, the first thing I ate was a, was a curry. When I came, <laughs> I got back home, a vegetable curry. Um, and that was interesting, trying to eat that on one side of my mouth. But um, I'm all right, though. I'm all right. It's just my lip's a bit swollen. I think I may have developed some elbow injury, like maybe tennis elbow, I think, from picking up the baby. Um, and I've got a bad habit of basically crunching my right elbow, just extending it and then, like, um, contracting it and then just hearing it crunch and then twist my arm around and I do it. I don't know, it's just a habit. But I did it today and it really hurt doing that. And I was like, okay, I need to stop doing this elbow crunch thing. Um, so I had ice on my elbow, I've had ice on my lip, I've had salt water on my lip. Um, yeah, just been through the wars. And I was in A&E, spending all, most of last week at the hospital with Naomi and Zadie. Now, I, um, now I'm going to hospital for myself, but, um, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, what's been going on this week? Um, other than... Parenthood um, gig. I've had my first gig back on Friday at Resistance uh, Comedy at the Millfield Theatre, uh, which is a nice theatre. Um, there's about 100 people there. It's a 300 seater theatre, so, but everyone's spread out, so it's kind of hard to perform, you know, generate that momentum. Um, you know, a lot of people thought lockdown's ending, comedy's back, back, but there's still a bit of a hangover from. Yeah, all the lockdown restrictions, so we haven't gone crazy with it. Um, but yeah, that gig was cool. I headlined that. Um, and a few people said they were going to come to that gig, but no one messaged me after. So that's either meant they didn't come to the gig or they saw me and thought, he was shit, I don't want to talk to him again. <laughs> so I don't know. No, man. But then, um, what else have I done this week? Oh. Just had the mind off going to my uh, brother's wedding, which was fantastic. Um, congratulations to my brother David and his wife, um, Lorraine. And uh, yeah, man, it's great being at the wedding. 
went to be a long time coming. It was due to happen in 2020. Um, in May 2020, then obviously lockdown happened. I think they delayed it to the July of that year because they thought, hey, boom, they, you know, the lockdown would be lifted, but there's still mad restrictions, so they couldn't have the wedding that they wanted. So then they went, all right, we're going to have it on the same date as 2020 in May. And then whatever happened, I think like the venue wasn't available. Something serendipitous happened where the venue wasn't available, so I had to push it back to July. And then obviously we were back in lockdown um, in the May time. Maybe, no, maybe they already had it in May, but it, it got moved about four times to date. Um, and it, it just seemed a bit hopeless that this wedding was never going to happen. It was finally there. So there's this real sense of, you know, there's a lot of love at a wedding, but there's a real sense of, you guys deserve this, like you deserve to have your day. Um, and it was great, it was wonderful. Um, I was there on my own, um, so everyone asked me about my wife, about my baby, and I'm gonna get used to that. I'm gonna get used to people just asking me about the baby. They asked about my wife at the moment because they link her to the baby at the moment, but after, I know after a few weeks, people are gonna ask me about the baby. No one's gonna ask me about me. As I thought I was going in my life, since just be baby. I, I know it's going to be. I'm all right. I'm all right with it. I didn't even tell my mum went to A and E today because I didn't want to panic her, thinking that I was taking the baby to A and E. She didn't care that I'm going there, but she'd be like, "Oh, is the baby okay?" So it's not the baby, mum. Okay, well, I'll speak to you later. I'll tell you what. One thing I do to my A and E. I was in A and E, and um, tell you what, some people have some messed up lives, like you got to really appreciate the life you have or the good things that are in your life. Um, I mean, I was being very nosy over here in the conversation, but the conversation was pretty loud. This girl, she's got to be in her early 20s. She was, um, well, this was the final bit. So first, how I knew this information about next of kin. So... You know, they asked about who my next of kin is when I signed into A and E, and I said I don't. They said I didn't have one, so I was just my wife. Then um, someone else got wheeled into A and E, and they said your next of kin is let's just say it's um, Lisa Josephs, and he goes, um, he says it's your wife, and he goes ex-wife, ex-wife. Can I change that? <laughs> so I heard his next of kin. Now this woman I was talking about. They said a name to her, and she goes, oh, that's my former social worker. And I was like, okay. I mean, I've known people that are social workers, and that doesn't mean their life's in an absolute mess. Um, granted, people whose lives are in a mess tend to have a social worker. But not everyone has a social worker, their life's in a mess. Now, she's calling someone on the phone, and she's telling them she's in hospital. And she's saying it in a way to, like, hey, I'm just letting you know I'm in A&E. Uh, this person's reaction was, I don't believe you. How I know, she said, how do I know this person I don't believe it? Because she was, she was having one of these conversations, very easy to work out what the other person was saying. She, said, she was like, hey, I'm just in the hospital at the moment. What do you mean? What do you mean you need proof? What kind of proof do you need? Well, do you want to FaceTime me then? There's this girl, she literally FaceTimed whoever this relative was to prove she was in the hospital. 
No, it wasn't a banter thing where it's like, oh, of course you're in the hospital, you liar. No, it was a, it's like a real abusive kind of thing. Uh, it just made you sad. Like she had to prove that she was in the hospital to like get basic compassion from someone she's called in a time of need. But um, yeah, it's nuts. It was it was just like a, it's a horrible thing over here. But it just made me think, well, oh, we're doing all right in life. Like life's pretty good. That uh, if I went to hostel, there's more than a handful of people I'd feel like I'd need to call. And um, yeah, and I wouldn't think they would say prove that you're in hospital to me. <laughs> That's nuts. I don't. Know, maybe she's a pathological liar and she steals her mum's cutlery. I don't know. She won't be that person. So that's what I was like, we've had enough of you, Libby. All right. Who knows? Who knows? Um, what else has gone on this week in the news? It's Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics. Um, how do you follow that? It's um, we got one party that says, you know, mental health is bullshit, and she's just a sore loser. And then there's the other side that's saying, no, it's a mental health, and you've not been changing the rules to stop her from winning. And it's just like that. Ben Shapiro basically said it. He goes, we're now living in a world so divided that it's one side that he's like, he says she's not a hero for stepping out, and she's not a, a loser either for stepping out. He goes, why can't we just let a human be a human? She just decided not to perform. I mean, I don't know, man. The whole Simone Biles and gymnastics thing is interesting to me. Like, I had to learn about that, about the whole scoring thing. I've seen a lot of times it's been posted, it's always been presented like they're trying, like people keep going, oh, they're trying to stop her from winning. And that isn't how I read it. I read it as, you know, when you used to do exams at school and, like, you had, like, your higher, higher exam. So you get an A star and the lowest grade you can get is a C. Then you have your intermediate one, which is, like, B that goes all the way down to E and then your lower one and um, the way the scoring goes in gymnastics people are saying that um, you know they're trying to stop Simone from winning because she does these more uh, dangerous um, I don't know what to call them flips maneuvers she does the more dangerous ones so those moves should be scored higher is what people say because basically the Gymnastics Federation. Each move or sequence you say you're gonna do, they rate each move as you know, for difficulty, and then then you get a score. I think out of ten. So it's almost like a multiplier. So if it's a ten difficulty and you've got a ten on it, you get a hundred points. But here's the thing. Um, how are doing these more these more difficult moves? Some people are claiming that because her moves are difficult, that should now become the 10 move and all the other moves should be downgraded. Now I hear that and the gymnastics organisation said the reason why we're not downgrading is because we don't want to encourage people to do moves that will risk their life. Now people took this as this big conspiracy theory against Simone Biles because she's black, because she's a woman, because she's American. It depends which thread you was reading. And um, for me, it's, it, that's, I think that's kind of fair, actually, the way they do the scoring. Because the thing is, is because she's done the more difficult skill, if she messes it up, she may still end up on higher points than other people. You see? 
So she does the 10 skill, but she only gets a 7 on it, she gets 70 points. Where someone now who's only doing a 7 skill level thing has to get a full marks to get the 70 points. You see what I mean? So she's always going to win um, until she went home. And um, I don't know, I just feel like these athletes don't owe people anything. Like they don't. I don't, I don't owe anything. Like, since, yeah, I just find it's a strange this kind of um, attitude we have towards athletes and celebrities, really, that they're public property. Um, and they need to be answering to us, to the public. So, Simone Biles, if you've got mental health issues going on, you need to tell us exactly what's going on in your life. Like, no, she doesn't. It's none of your business. None of your damn business. Um... Is anything else I want to talk about? Um, no, that's no, so not the wedding. Good. Um, no, that's it. I think that's it. I can't think of anything else that has happened. Did I get picked up on the microphone? Who knows? Um, right, let's see. Let's see what's on the timeline. Let's see what's on the timeline. Uh, that's it. Entertainment. August 1st. Oh, yeah, Emancipation Day. Happy Emancipation Day to. Uh, oh, I know they celebrated across the Caribbean. Not sure if it's celebrated across the whole uh, former empire, the Commonwealth. But um, what this find out is, yep, August 1st was the day that the Anti-Slavery Act or Slavery Abolition Act, whatever it was called, was brought in. Um, but one thing I didn't know was that the slaves that were freed were only, were only people about, um, under the age of six were completely freed from slavery. Uh, the rest had to do apprenticeships for no money for four years as compensation for the slave owners for losing their money. See, that is just nuts. It's just nuts. Oh, um, so yeah, so emancipation day seems a bit, mm, like, you know, was that the start of the revolts, maybe, to, to push for independence? Who knows? But, um, one thing though, my mum told me something really interesting. I was, I was speaking to her um, yesterday or the day before. Basically, Naomi and I was asking about whether Jamaicans have traditions. Not not culture, not, uh, you know, not, not food and stuff, just traditions. So, you know, when you go to an Asian wedding, you know, they have all these different traditions. Like if it's Chinese, you know, they have like the tea party and... Um, you have to play hide and seek. You have to like, hide and seek with your wife. You have to find a kind of this ritual. Of the family come to the house, and you know the groom has to play silly games to try and get to the bride to prove that you know he's worthy of her. So that, I know that from Chinese weddings. That's just an example. And I know it happens across Africa as well. But then we're discussing, you know, Jamaica. Do we have any? Traditions, because at our wedding, we wanted to do something Jamaican, and we can't think of anything that we'd seen at other people's weddings that's typically Jamaican. Then, so we end up getting all these 
bigger discussion about, you know, what is tradition, what counts as tradition, what counts as Jamaican tradition, because a lot of traditions in Jamaica will be heavily influenced by Europe, Europeans um, and Christianity as a gift from Europeans. Um, it'd be African um, from, you know, the enslaved Africans that were transported there or the, the Maroons. Um, there'll be a bit of African, there'll be a bit of Asian, there'll be a little touch of Asian there. And then not to forget the actual indigenous people um, themselves. Now, when it comes to traditions, it's like, well, there's anything going to come from those places. There's not, is there going to be anything ever that is uniquely Jamaican? And we're just racking our heads, racking our heads. And then we've obviously you've got Nine Night, is a, a Jamaican tradition that after someone dies, there's a birth one as well where you bury the umbilical cord and that tree becomes that person's tree. So, for example, if my umbilical cord was buried then planted with a seed, that tree becomes Darren's tree. And um, my mum couldn't remember that one off the top of her head. But then when I started talking about it, she was like, yeah, yeah, no, I had that. And it was cool talking to my mum about, you know, culture, their memories and stuff. But one thing she told me that I didn't know, and this is going back to the slavery thing, and I'm trying to find it online somewhere. And if anyone can find it online, everyone's heard it, if everyone's heard differently, you know, directly from what I'm about to say, please message me. But um, she told me that, like, her grandmother's grandmother, I think, her grandmother's grandmother, so my, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, I could be bothered to do the, the, you know, the family, the family tree to actually work that out. But, um, so I think it's her grandmother's grandmother um, was a, you know, like a baby when slavery ended and what they received apparently was a pension um, a pension that just paid out weekly as compensation for for slavery like if you was a direct descendant of a slave or obviously a former slave yourself I think direct descendant only goes down like two generations if you're a grandchild of uh of, of the formerly enslaved person, they were entitled to a pension. They got a payout each month. And I was like, I've never heard that. And she goes, yeah, yeah, no, she did. She got a pension because of that. And I'm desperately trying to find any evidence of that happening. I'm not saying my mum's a liar. Um, maybe the person told my mum was a liar. Maybe they were confused. Who knows? But what if my mum's actually saying some complete facts? It'd be really interesting to, to find that because I find that interesting if it does exist that um, no one's um, uh, well I say no one someone probably has but I've just never come across it before um, because I guess it changes the narrative a bit right if they've got some compensation I mean I'm surprised this is why I think it may not happen because if it did I'm surprised Britain haven't just shown receipts for that and God look we already paid you so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh man, you can tell I'm tired. You can tell I'm flipping tired, man. And my lip, my lip's just booming. So I'm gonna go up to dear Deirdre, and um, we can wrap this up. Who do do
Come on. Ooh. Dear Deirdre, my husband got a woman pregnant in India and now she won't leave me alone. Are you Indian? Is your husband Indian? If none of you are Indian, that's hilarious that this has happened. Um, <laughs> Dear Deirdre, I always worried about my husband taking work in India. Now a woman over there is making wild claims about him. I'm 36, my husband is 39. We have been together for 10 years and have two kids, eight and six. Oh, sorry. That was terrible. Sorry, just you down the mic. Um, my husband took an engineering job abroad and we agreed to try it for a year to see if we could cope with the distance. He's been out there for three years. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, he just fully lied. He, he knew it was a three-year project and he's found a new one to stay out there. He's, he's not coming home. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, he's been out there for three years. To begin with, it worked well, but because of the pandemic, we've not we've not seen him for nearly a year. It's been tough, uh, essentially bringing up the children on my own. They miss him, of course. Yeah, that is that is rough. I got a bad feeling when this woman, who I'd never met, I'd never heard of, started putting snide comments on my Instagram post. She was pretty, in her late twenties, and called herself Rose. Uh, at first, I tried to ignore it. But then she spent. Then she sent me a private message saying she knew my husband very well. Stupidly, I messaged her back, telling her to prove it. Quick as a flash, she sent me a photo of the pair of them stood next to each other, both smiling. No, not naked. Jeez. I blocked her, and she got in touch on Twitter and sent me a message gloating that she was pregnant by my husband. <laughs> I'm love. This side chick is brazen. Most side chicks are upset to find that they're a side chick. Then other side chicks might try to, you know, they don't want any part of it when they find out the person's got someone. But I've never seen such brazen in your face, you know? Wow. Anyway, I've got to, um, but she got in touch on Twitter and sent me a message quoting that she was pregnant by my husband. She even attached a photo of a baby scan. I'm reeling. I never imagined he would do anything like this to me or our children. But how can I talk to him about it, about this over Zoom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't. But then if he takes another two, three years to return, <laughs> you may never get this off your chest. Um, yet, I don't know when I'll see him again to talk face to face. I'm a mess and can't think straight. Is this my fault for allowing our families to be separated for so long? Um, there's two people in a relationship. You can't just blame yourself. So, nuts. Anyway. Ooh. X message. My partner brutally dumped me over text after 20 years together. Jesus. Were they married? You can't have been married. My partner told me via text message that relationship was over four months after walking out. Listen. I've been, uh, I've had my relationship ended by text before. Um, it's not nice. I was having a night out with my friend who just come to London from another country. And, uh, yeah, but, um, yes, yeah, she, she, I was on a night out and she, she looked at my phone and I've got like four WhatsApps. Long ones as well. So you can tell that she wrote from the heart. And I just basically told her, listen, um, 
whatever you read, whatever you wrote, I'm reading it tomorrow because I'm too drunk. <laughs> so she poured her heart out to me and I went, I'm too drunk to read this. I'll read it tomorrow. Um, yeah, then that relationship ended a few days after. <laughs> oh, dear. But hey, sometimes you need to text to get it off your chest. I, I remember I dumped a girl by email once. Yeah, formal. Um, by email. I But the way I did it is I wrote by email and said um, that we could talk. I was okay to talk about what was in my email but I just couldn't get it out to you just face to face and she she actually appreciated it she liked it because no, it, it made sense because you could just read a coherent thing you know when you try to end it with someone they don't want to end it um, so you know and you've got no actual other options out there to end it for you just want to be out and um and they just, they just bamboozle you, keep you the mental gymnastics. And next thing you know, you're now engaged and you've got a kid. <laughs> you're just trying to end it. You keep on going to the next stage. But hey. <laughs> well, anyway, let's go on reading this. Because I'm, I'm, I'm flagging. Um, Dear DJ, my partner told me if I text my relationship was over four months after walking out. I am a woman of 45, my partner is 47, we've been together for 20 years and have an 18-year-old son. Um, I thought that I knew my partner inside out, but it's clear he's not the person I thought he was. I feel so bad that he didn't tell me to my face. Um, yeah. One minute he says he still loves me and wants to make a go of it. Next, he's on dating sites and going out with all these other women, even treating them to weekends away. Mud. Um, what he needs to do is date one of these women. Say, do you like kids? Yeah, come, look after my kids. I'm going to hold with my wife. That's how we should do it. Anyway. Um, yeah, I feel so bad that he didn't tell me to my face. One minute he says, oh yeah, that's what it was. Um, I've tried to steer clear of him, but I can't get him out of my head. I am so shocked and hurt by what he is doing. Well, um, and I said, if he's trying to get the emotions out, then he just sends it. But you, you should leave something at the end, be like, hey, call me when you get this. You know what I mean? Or when you read it. Um, yeah, anyway. Is there anything else? It's another one. Is there another one? I am. Dying on my feet right now. Uh, ooh. Oh, ooh, ooh, that's a good one. That is topical. Forced isolation. My friend has fallen out with me for forg- for giving her name to tra- taste <laughs> to test and trace. After my 12-year-old daughter tested positive for COVID, my best friend has fallen out with me uh, because I named her as a close contact. I'm 42, my friend is 43. After my daughter test positive, test and trace asked me to list people we'd be in contact with. I named my best friend and her daughter. Yeah, you're just ruining lives here. Um, as they'd been um, at our home for the evening. Um, so they were asked to isolate, but have now accused me of being selfish for naming them. 
My friend can't work for a week. And her daughter has missed her holiday club. Jeez, uh, yeah, you're ruining people's lives. Um, but I was just doing what was required of me. I feel sad that everyone is angry with me. Um, I wonder if you convey that point to the Bryson. It's a nice point. Oh, I don't know what I just said then. I think I just fell asleep on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, just testing tracing on it. Yeah, man. Um, oh, I see lots of people moaning about testing tracing. That it keeps on, you know, nabbing them for being in restaurants. But hey, no one told you to have the app. <laughs> just don't use it if, uh, if, you, if you don't be bothered by it. But if you want to be bothered by it, that's part and parcel. But um, right, I think that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I need to sleep. And my lip hurts. I need to rinse it with salt. So again. Alright people, that is the end of the pod. I well, I'll give you I've given you over thirty minutes. No, I haven't. Twenty nine minutes. Jeez.